spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. I'm Zach. And I'm David. And uh, this is the podcast where we tackle Star Trek by Stardate. And uh, we go through it one episode at a time. You can catch us uh, on all major podcasting platforms, as well as the YouTube video coming soon. That's right. Um, and uh, today we're doing... Star Trek Enterprise, Season 1, Episode 4, Unexpected, no official star date, but it's the year 2151. Less than a month after Archer's arrival at Kronos in the first episode. Okay. Yes, they get a lot done. They do. They really do. And a lot def- gets done in this episode, too. <laughs> <laughs> a lot definitely gets done. You know, I So... In an interview, Brandon Braga says that this episode, he absolutely fucking hates. And oh, it's this fan. one. It is the next one, too. The next one is, like, absolute... He's like, this is trash. Yeah. I don't know why we did this, but uh, this one, he just thought, why are we doing this, you know? <laughs> it was a bit unnecessary, in, in my Yeah, in my opinion, it's more of a, uh, like... Season five, fucking next generation. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> we're like deep into it, and it's like, well, let's let let's let fucking Riker get pregnant. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know, but fourth episode in, Trip Tucker gets impregnated. It's Prego by uh, a female. What would you remember? What uh, Zerillion? Zerillion. That's what it yeah. is. Yeah, and then at the end of the episode, they have a gender reveal party, too, and that's that's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy that that's still a fad in the future. <laughs> um, I, did you notice at the beginning of this episode that uh, Archer's showering like it's The Bachelor? Yeah, he is. <laughs> it's a total fucking Colton Underwood scene there. Dad's in the shower. Mom's ordering carbonated water from the re-sequencer. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to give this one a quick little... Recap? Sure. So, like you said, the episode starts with Archer in the shower, and the the gravity plating has gone haywire, so he starts Mm -hmm. floating in the shower. And then Mom, to Paul, gets a carbonated water from the resequencer, but it comes out like black sludge. It looked like Flint water. Yeah, it did look like... (laughs) That's my first thought. (laughs) It was straight oil. (laughs) Um, And so these malfunctions they're actually emblematic of a larger problem that ends up culminating in an explosion in the engineering bay and so the crew they're trying to determine what's going going on you know because this is a bit weird 
mm-hmm. and they find that um, something's disrupting their exhaust uh, process. Yeah, I guess you could say. So they decide to ignite the exhaust, and they find that a stealth ship is following them very closely. Um, question for you: At this point in the in the timeline, does stealth exist in the Star Wars universe or if Star Trek universe? Um, so it's my understanding that eventually they show up on the Romulans, and the Romulans have stealth. Okay. Um, but I don't think it's widely known. Okay. Um, so this isn't like a, this is, this is could pre- be. Yeah, it's pre-Federation, so. Okay. They decided, you know, they didn't like know about stealth out there. We just got dad, you know, searching, you know, the waves <laughs> of space. Using his intuition, freshly showered, mm-hmm. ready to ready to kick ass and solve problems. You know, putting out fires with the fire extinguisher. That's right. <laughs> it's pretty I forgot campy. about that. Um. I, I really like how in this episode they didn't just go, well, let's, like, shoot at a tachyon beam. I right. I like that seems to be always... <laughs> <laughs> Picard's like, yo, tachyon beam. Just fucking resequence some shit, shoot yeah. a tachyon beam, and we're going to find the fucking Borg. Or the that, Klingons, or the Romulans. That's his first and last solution. Have we tried mm-hmm. the tachyon yet? You know, the tachyon's the way to go. And so so they, they find the ship behind it, and that's what's responsible for all of the anomalies malfunctions. and fluctuations. Yeah, malfunctions in the ship. And it turns out that the people on the ship are wholly non-hostile, friendly, and uh, just need help with their engine. And so... Total we, sweetie pies. Little sweetie pies. And so Enterprise decides to send Trip over... But it's like a three-hour decontainment process, so he can reacclimate to the uh, atmosphereization. Yeah, of the atmosphere. Yeah. Um, and he has a total claustrophobic sort of moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and then to keep going through it, he ends up feeling weird, just declines sleep. That's right. Uh, and then at the at the fourteen minute ten second mark, uh, Archer orders a trip to take a nap. <laughs> take a take a nap trip. That's an order. Sounds like dad. That sounds like dad. <laughs> Someone a little sleepy. Oh, he's a little tight, tight. <laughs> I'm tight, not tired, dad. You're not tired. <laughs> Fuck you, dad. So he wakes. He wakes up after his sleep. It's I guess maybe a little nap, but he wakes up and he's he's ready to go. He's ready to start fixing the ship. Mm-hmm. But apparently, he's also ready to start flirting. With the Israelian <laughs> uh, engineer, her name is Alen, and um, yes. you know they fix the ship. But um, at at this point, Alen says, "Hey, you want to come check out my holodeck?" And Trip says, "Sure." So they head over to their holodeck. <laughs> it's just so ridiculous how fixing the engine becomes a subplot. Yeah, and this love story becomes the main plot. Yeah. <laughs> so they go to the holodeck. And um, that's where they play this game where they they stick their hands in these s- space granules together, and they can they can read each other's minds. Mm-hmm. And um, unbeknownst to Trip, he actually gets impregnated during this this time. Um. So <laughs> I, I have so many thoughts here. One, you know, I understand. She says, "Oh, I didn't know that could have happened with you," but yeah, it's a little rapey. It is a bit rapey. Um, Space the, rape. The jello water. 
Jello white. <laughs> you know, it's just so on the nose, the uh, sexual tension with the electricity shooting from her hands as he feeds her water. Yeah. It's just, did we need to be so on the nose? Um, Trip, Trip I, definitely has something for some space strange. You know what I'm talking about? He likes that space strange. He's a pioneer yeah, that's in his a own right. That's a Floridian for you. Yeah. Um, I like how the, the, the sleeping quarters were literally like a play place. Yeah, it's like the restroom at Google. Like the, the jet, the the room that everybody hangs out in. Not the actual restroom, but... Yeah. They have... A, a, a restroom. Yeah. Yeah, a room of common air, Common area. Yeah. yeah. I imagine they'd have those type of beds at Google. Um, you know, major qualm here. Mm-hmm. What's up with Archer reading like he's Picard? <laughs> All right, stick to water polo and your dog. You yeah. don't need this many special things about you. <laughs> Next thing is going to be order an Earl Grey. Um, <laughs> no, uh, so I forget what it, what at what point it was, but it definitely seemed like Archer was using a microwave. Oh, to microwave his food? Yeah. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> like. It shouldn't she just? I mean, it. You're not really wasting, right? Yeah, yeah. Just re-replicate that shit, my dog. Well, in case yeah. you forgot, you know this is the early days of space exploration, yeah. <laughs> and they really need to drive that home. <clears throat> Always. Um, uh, and then so, fixing the engine becomes the subplot. Yes, it does. And to uh, all in shows trip the holodeck and this is mm-hmm. like the first time uh, humans ever seen the holodeck and right um you know he's in complete awe how he can he's he's on a ship he's in their on their planet you know he's mm-hmm. really visualizing everything and so they're on that boat they share their electricity read each other's minds he gets mm-hmm. pregnant and then the laughs and sue Laughs ensue, and then the engine's presumably fixed. He comes back aboard, and the next morning, he wakes up, and he grows a nipple. On his wrist. On his wrist. Yeah. Um, he then begins to wear pregnancy clothing. Yeah. <laughs> Maternity clothing. <laughs> Maternity wear. <laughs> and he gets overly uh, suspicious and emotional about everyone making fun of him. Um, it's a real, it's a real laugh of a time. It is. He gets the mood swings. Um, at a certain point, Flock says he might have morning sickness, although that's never explored. Um, <laughs> he has an enlarged appetite, you know, because he's eating for mm-hmm. two. Yep. Um, and you know, so they they decide to go find the Zerillion ship again because Trip doesn't want to have this. Mm-hmm. At one point, Trip says that, um, you know, he worked his whole life to become the head engineer of the Enterprise, and he had no intention of becoming a working mother, which I thought was <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> they really, they end up taking so many shots at him this episode. Yeah, no, everybody's it's so marking funny. on him. Yeah. Um, you'll be pleased to know, uh, since you love continuity so much, that uh, this is the first time interspecies pregnancies ever involved a human, and the first case of a human male being pregnant. That's right, that's what uh, Paul says at the end. Yeah. The mind-reading sequence makes mention of how Archer saved Tripp's life in the Omega training mission established mm-hmm. in the previous episode. 
And then in a later episode in Oasis, Paul later brings up Tucker's dalliance with the female Zerillion engineer, which causes him to angrily reply, you will never let that go. <laughs> well, she's the one. She's the one that really needles him. Like she hits him with like three or four good lines. Uh, like the mm-hmm. like the first line she hits him with. She's like, "You were there for only three days, and you couldn't restrain yourself." <laughs> the second line she hits him with is, um, y- "You know, she he's telling her that um, Alin took him into the into the holodeck, and he and she says perhaps the next step was to have her meet, have you meet her holographic parents." Mm-hmm. Um, which is really a slam. <laughs> and then the third one, um, she says, she says one of the first things a diplomat learns is to not stick his fingers where they don't belong. <laughs> she really fucking pounds him. <laughs> and it's just awesome. I, uh, I've got another gripe. Yeah. I'm just the gripe monster today. Go for uh, it. So Alan explains to Tucker that the cubes she was feeding him were the closest thing to water that they had, right? Mm-hmm. But in their holographic chamber, there were two they separate have water. instances of water. Yeah. <laughs> well, I was I was actually reading up on this episode, and and okay. I think maybe it was on the the Star Trek Wikipedia, the Starpedia or whatever Trekopedia. Yeah. They said that the Zerillians came from a, a planet where they don't have water and that's why they have to breathe in that other that other uh, compound but you know like you said they end up on a boat on the water so it's a little bit Mm -hmm. there's a little bit of a disconnect there also the other the other thing that struck me is um when flox is is talking about how the zerillians impregnate they say that the mother impregnates the father Mm -hmm. but she's the only one that gives genetic material so it's you know it's it's not like sexual um, reproduction. It's asexual reproduction. Yeah. yeah, it's asexual. It's like she, the mother, is the one who gives the only genetic material, which implies that maybe the Zerillians are all clones of each other because that's the only way that you can produce produce asexually is to just keep pre- reproducing clones of of, of yeah. yourself. Huh. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So that's, that's a little bi- little yeah. Star Trek biology for you. <laughs> Holy shit. That's yeah. Pretty, it's pretty fucking interesting. Yeah. I found that very interesting, too, because, you know, it's like if an organism is asexual and they're a humanoid, they probably wouldn't be able to make it that far down the evolutionary timeline. Oh, but, no. But, you know, this is space. This is the universe. Exceptions happen. And I'm willing to let that one ride. We're going to let this one ride because, you know. I'm letting it ride. The actor Trip believed that this was the episode that helped make his portrayal of Tucker memorable. Oh, really? The writing staff, <laughs> yeah. Making it easier to write his character in his subsequent stories. Quote, I think from that point forward, they were really able to hear my voice coming out of Trip. <laughs> they were able to hear Trip's voice. <laughs> As he's struggling with pregnancy. Pregnancy, yeah. <laughs> you impregnated me! Um, <laughs> what an excellent, excellent... Uh, fucking storyline. The captain of the Zerillians later plays mm-hmm. Degra. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, in the third season. Okay. So he gets a kind of a recurring role. Yeah. I actually saw in a, an episode of DS9 recently the first mm-hmm. role that Commander Strand played. And oh, so I, cool. I was watching it and I was like, that's fucking Jeffrey Combs, man. <laughs> There's I that know motherfucker. That is. And then I googled it and that was his first 
is for showing. That man's amazing. There's Enterprise, that blue skin motherfucker. That dirty fucking blue skin. Um, and so anyway, uh, they find the other ship, yes, mm-hmm. behind a Klingon ship. That's right. Stealing their, trying to re-energize their warp core. Basically doing the same thing they're trying to mm-hmm. do to the Enterprise. And the Klingons are not having it, and this is the first known hostile encounter between Starfleet and a Klingon. Mm-hmm. And uh, Archer and Co. negotiate the release of the ship peacefully for a trade in holodeck technology from the Zerillians. <laughs> so the Klingons go on the, on the holodeck, and the captain exclaims, I can see my house from here. <laughs> when he's looking over at Kronos, which I thought was excellent. This this episode really has so many great one-liners. <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was a fun yeah. fucking episode. I mean, just... Lighthearted. Yeah. After the Tal... I mean, the Sulaban. <laughs> they really try to start... So, in I, I was watching uh, an interview, and... All, all the writers in this season are all Voyager and DS9 writers. Mm-hmm. So they're really trying to keep that vibe of Star Trek. Right. And then they end up firing all of them because Berman and Braga wanted to reinvent what they could be doing with a prequel. Interesting. So we'll see if this sort of fun lightheartedness sticks around. I somehow don't think it will. Somehow, I don't think it will. Maybe the stakes get raised. My synopsis, by the way, is Trip has a baby. <laughs> um, I liked. Uh, was it Flocks who said, "When in Philibia, do as the Philibians do"? Yep, he God did say him. that. Um, I sent them your dietary requirements. Remember mm-hmm. to mind your manners. That's right. <laughs> as if uh, to foreshadow what's going to happen. <laughs> my man is not doing so well over there. I've known him for eight years, and he's tough as nails. Yeah. Take a nap, Trip. That's an order. Um, what is this? A 3D simulator of some kind? <laughs> and it's covered in that in that same material they used for the that you put in your car to reflect the sun. <laughs> yeah. It's the future, everybody. Uh... So, anyways, you know, Trip convinces Alan to take the baby out and she does and they both go on their merry way that's that Yep. space abortion (laughs) (laughs) you think they fixed that by then well in the next episode they're able to fix lung cancer so I think they're able to fix Uh... (laughs) pregnancy (laughs) (laughs) oh man alright well Are you good? You got anything else? No, I just... That's it. I I just like this episode because it it had a lot of funny lines in it. Um, Mm -hmm. Not really, I guess, Star Trek-y, but... A little Monster of the Week-y, you know? Yeah, yeah. It was fun. Lighthearted. Lighthearted. Trying to... Trip liked it. That's... Yeah. I mean, it, it solidifies a little bit of a dynamic, a little bit of story. Definitely. And... You know, again, going with the theme, they just don't know what they're getting into out there in their first voyages. Anything can happen. Mm-hmm. And, uh, all right. Well, for all of you that have made it this far, thank you all for listening. That's this right. This has been The Star Companion. You, you can, can find us. us. 
Go ahead. On every major <laughs> podcasting platform. Uh, YouTube very soon. Mm-hmm. We also have a website, thestarcompanion.com. You can follow us on Instagram. And, um, yeah. All right. Tag along with us. We hope you. We hope you enjoy it. We hope you follow us along on the timeline. <laughs>